0: You ready ma? I'm ready
1: Erin. Let's go. This week on with the bushes takes you to a hotbed of controversy Washington DC. Oh you aka the swamp? Ah that has not been drained. It has just been polluted far more.
0: We have now. It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. An ooze <laughs> just swept into the crept into the swamp, and now we just have mutants. I, yeah, I think it's The Walking Dead. Truth be told. Oh, yeah. We got hot takes here. Hot, hot takes. takes.
1: Hot takes. Got to stab him in the <laughs> eye to kill him.
0: Okay, this is a Frank Capra film it is it is 1939's Mr. Smith goes to Washington
1: Mr. Smith oh. a black and white film uh, Columbia mm-hmm.
0: uh, James Stewart and Jean Arthur <laughs> delightful Jean Arthur I didn't know who Jean Arthur was nor did I why don't we know more of her I don't know and I'm gonna rewind it back a little bit Because this movie is starring Gene Arthur and Jimmy Stewart. Way to go. Because I'm not being like, oh, super feminist here, but that's how it was on the title cards. And I was like, what? Gene Arthur is basically getting top billing. He was young. He was. And she at the time was like the biggest screwball comedy actress going.
1: My mouth is hanging open.
0: She was How huge. did I not know? I don't know. She was in other movies like, um she was in Mr. Deeds Goes to Washington.
1: Well, what's the difference between Mr. Deeds and Mr. Smith?
0: Okay. We're just going to have to just skip the whole movie synopsis <laughs> and go straight, I guess, into the trivia. Well, I I do want to know the
1: difference because I am confused. In the trivia, it said she wanted her former co-star from Mr. Deeds to to be in this one, Gary Cooper, but he uh, was signed to do something else.
0: Right. So, originally... I'm sure we'll eventually watch Mr. Deeds Goes to Town because it's another Frank Capra film. It starred Gene Author and Gary Cooper. And it was about, I think, basically a country bumpkin goes to the big city. And when this movie was announced, it was originally, Capra originally announced it as Mr. Deeds Goes to Washington. It was going to be the sequel to that film.
1: A sequel? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. But negotiations fell apart. They didn't have great. I guess they didn't have great negotiators. People who were oh. going to negotiate very they well. Didn't
1: negotiate bigly. They
0: not did not know how to negotiate. <laughs> so and then Frank Capra was able to get Jimmy Stewart on loan, I believe it was from MGM, but I'm not sure. And he would he then decided well Gary Cooper would have been too old to play the super innocent altruistic patriotic, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed optimist that is Jefferson Smith.
1: Jefferson Smith, who has the same initials as Jimmy Stewart. Really helped with my synopsis.
0: Oh, that's good. I just called him Smith.
1: Okay, shall we go with the synopsis now? Thank you for that.
0: Yes, let's get into it. Well, it starts with patriotic music a melody of Yankee Doodle Dandy, My Country Tis of Thee. You know, we're basically America or America. America, when it was great. Actually, yes, this is 1939. I do believe that this is... Now, maybe it's not, because this is 1939 America. This is before World War II, and I believe the height of the Great Depression. Yes. So I'm not sure if this Was when America was great.
1: Uh, Well, this wasn't. um, This was. This was uh, forming the greatness. I thought the greatest generation was the World War II generation.
0: Yes. So so actually, the greatest generation were the Boy Rangers. Then that he, (sighs) that Mister Jefferson. Well, we'll get to that. But just to paint the picture of the time period that this movie was filmed and came out. I guess it was a time when America was resilient.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, still pretty segregated. Oh, oh, yeah. Because unlike our last movie, this did have people of color, but they were all, you know, servants. Except for the little boy. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. Because the little boy got, like, beat up and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so patriotic songs are
1: going through the credits and we start with Senator Joseph Payne was calling the
0: governor of the state is never stated. We don't know the state. We 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 don't know. Never stated. Nope.
1: Um, Because Senator Sam Foley is dead. Yep. The senators died. Deader than dirt. So evidently the governor then appoints a new senator until election time.
0: Right. So they they need to appoint a new one. And there's the Senator Payne who I was like, Senator Payne, is is that Harry Truman? And I'm like, it can't be Harry Truman because Harry Truman was a real president. And he was president in like the late 40s, early 50s. And I'm like, why is this guy so familiar to me?
1: Well, I did read somewhere that that he was kind of a um, a takeoff of Harry S for nothing. I,
0: I could see that. Also, he was played by Claude Rains that we saw in Casablanca.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he he's pretty good. He was good. He's a good actor.
0: He's very good. So Senator Payne, he kind of when you look at him, he is referred to as the Silver Knight. He's got white hair, a full head of, of short white hair, he's got a pointy nose, and he's got these little bifocal glasses. Um, rimless, rimless spectacles. Rimless spectacles. Just. If I committed a crime and this man showed up and said, I'm your lawyer, I would feel, I would feel a little bit better about my situation.
1: And that is how his constituents felt. Right. He was... The great senator at the time. He was a man of... person to look up to.
0: High integrity.
1: Then we have James Taylor, not to be mistaken with sweet baby Jane. He's
0: seen fire and he's seen
1: rain. Yeah, he had... And he was not a nice person, but he ran the whole show.
0: So think of him as like Hearst, right? William Randolph Hearst. He's a rich dude and he owns... He owns the media. He basically owns everyone. Everyone is in this man's pocket. So it just needed to be whoever the governor was going to appoint needed to be whoever Mr. Taylor wanted. Right, because the governor is spineless. He he thinks, oh, he's the governor. He's the top dog in the state. But really, the state is run by the senator and this James Taylor.
1: And I believe James Taylor might have run a whole lot of the United States government as well. He
0: also might have shot Liberty Vance. Uh, probably. Um, okay, so we have to be sure that whoever is appointed will take orders from us. Right.
1: So the, uh, and so people are saying, is it worth the risk of a
0: scandal? Yeah, and we're like, why is there a scandal? What scandal? And they say, well, the man who takes the, his place, he can't, he, he has to be a guy that doesn't ask any questions.
1: Doesn't know nothing. Yeah. Doesn't want to know nothing. Just push him in the right direction because we're buying the land around the dam.
0: Yeah. So they're going to, there's this creek and they're buying up all the land around it. This is what Taylor and Senator Payne, Mr. Mr. Who we thought impeccable integrity. They've been buying up all the land so that they're going to, and then they want the government to put in, um a dam and when they bought the land they put it in fake names so it couldn't be tied to them
1: so glad that doesn't happen in
0: today's world Mm -hmm. i mean when you're watching this movie the whole time all you are thinking if you're not crying is man i'm so glad that this was in 1939 and it is not at all um
1: what we're going through now yes not even close.
0: Not even close. Uh, what a total work of fiction this film is.
1: And Man. we're talking about a DAM dam, not DAMN, although that was my thought through a lot
0: of it. <laughs> damn, 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 damn,
1: damn. Damn. Okay, so they decide they want to appoint Horace Miller. Yes. Because
0: he'll take orders. Mm-hmm. And then they also throw around this guy, Henry Hill. And I'm like, from Goodfellas, Henry Hill,
1: huh? I was thinking Henry Higgins from The Music Man, but I guess not.
0: Yeah. So it's neither one of those.
1: So the governor needs to announce to the committee, um, and they know that Taylor is running the show. So um, they're going Horace Miller. He's going to go to the Senate, and that's it.
0: Except. The governor goes to the dinner, and the governor has got eight kids. Eight. Eight. kids. Eight kids. Sitting around the dinner table all at the same time? Uh, the oldest one, I think, is probably 12, not older.
1: And he's going to need to save some of his money for orthodontics
0: for several of those kids. Whew. They got the jingle jangly mouth. They do, but... These children have a conscience. These kids are smart. These children read the newspaper.
1: And they're saying, no, Dad, you need to go with Jefferson Smith. He's the greatest hero we've ever had.
0: Actually, before they even bring up Jefferson Smith, they poo-poo Henry Hill and Horace Miller so hard. They were just like, are you kidding me? You're going to... All, all, all that guy's gonna do—he's just a stoolie. Are you kidding, Papa? And and his dad, the governor, is like getting mad because he's like, I'm the I'm the governor. How dare these kids talk to me this way? And they're like, Dad, look, if you want, you need to elect somebody who's gonna work for the people. You need you need Jefferson Smith. And he's like, Who's Jefferson Smith? I'd I Had never heard. and never. He's the head of the Boy Rangers, Papa.
1: The Boy Rangers. And I know out there your minds are thinking, "Uh uh-huh, there's got to be a scandal there. But there wasn't. He truly was a good person. He one time put out a forest fire practically by himself.
0: Oh, by himself.
1: He prints his own newspaper for the Boy Rangers.
0: It's called Boy Stuff. So that is a bit problematic. But it's full of like innocent stuff. I'm
1: sure if you looked it up in Google today, it would not be. Do not Google boy
0: stuff. If you Google boy stuff, immediately sledgehammer your hard drive.
1: So um, the children say to their papa, who is old man Governor. Sometimes you gotta stand up like a man, Papa.
0: Damn. Ouch. I know. They they, so the, they grow a pair, Dad.
1: The governor goes and he takes out a uh maybe a quarter.
0: This was the depression. And Could have been a dime. Heads,
1: if it comes up heads, he's gonna go with Henry Hill. If it comes up tails, he's gonna go with Miller. Mm-hmm. What happens when he tosses that coin into the
0: air, Aaron? Well, doesn't he like do a really messed up toss? Like He, he probably does a toss like I do. Yeah, he, he to- usually, you know, you toss a coin, it goes straight up, it comes straight down. I believe he flicks it over his head and then has to go searching for it. And because he flipped it over his head and has to go searching for it, it's landed on his desk and it's landed perpendicular, straight up and down. And because the way that it is landed, it is able to land straight up and down because it's next to a newspaper. And what does the newspaper have? But it's the front page about Jefferson Smith and how he put out this fire. And he is the greatest American in the United States.
1: He so he goes to Jefferson
0: Smith's house Mm -hmm. and he hears a ruckus. Because Jefferson Smith's house is full of boys, literally.
1: Full of boys who are playing band instruments.
0: Well, some of them are playing band instruments. And some of them are like, like every boy has a job and is doing it. Yeah. There's a lot going on at this house.
1: The boy rangers.
0: I guess they're, print, they're also printing boy stuff. They probably are.
1: And the governor stands up like a man and says he's selecting Jefferson Smith to be the state senator.
0: Well, old James Taylor is none too pleased with this. None at all. But Jefferson, but Joseph Harrison Payne, he's like, hmm, I think this guy's going to be all right. Like, he he talks, he talks Taylor out of it. He's like, just... Yeah, we we can make this work.
1: Yeah, they're pretty sure he's young and naive and they can they can they can keep him under control. Right. And so Jefferson Smith is saying, I, I, I,
0: I, I, I can't
1: help but feel there's been a mistake.
0: Yeah, this is he's giving his first speech. He it, it's in black and white, but you can tell that his face is green. He, he's, he looks like he's probably going to throw up. He's very he's nervous. Yeah, he's he's filling with these yeah. note cards. He's sweating. He st- has to stand up in front of all these people. And, and the the Jimmy Stewart impersonation. This is where it begins because he's oh, oh, all. <laughs> I, I think it has been a mistake here. And he's thrilled that he
1: gets to go and work with uh, senator Joseph Payne, mm-hmm. because his father had worked with him, and his father said he was the finest man he ever do- he ever knew. Oh, I said, and Uh-oh. he'll do nothing to disgrace the office of a United States senator.
0: Oh, how many people have said that? Everyone says that. Jefferson mm-hmm. Smith. Everyone says that.
1: The Boy Rangers come in with a gift. The new senator.
0: And, wh- and when, we, when we say the boy Rangers come in, the, the boy Rangers roll <laughs> up with the marching band and they march up through the center aisle to present this gift.
1: <laughs> uh, they do indeed. And it is a lovely new
0: briefcase. Yes. And the scene ends with everyone singing Old Lang Syne. Right. Which I guess in the 1939s, that was like what people just sang. It, it well, it was definitely Frank Capra's go-to. Oh, he did love that song, I guess. Yeah. And the Boy Rangers' eyes are wet. And oh. Jefferson Smith's eyes are wet. Yeah. Oh, not enough tissues.
1: Next scene, he, uh, Jefferson Smith is on a train to Washington.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's sitting with Senator Payne.
1: And he says his dad was always a champion of lost causes.
0: And because the lost causes were the only causes worth fighting for.
1: And his dad was shot in the back.
0: Whoa, whoa, hold on. You kind of just rushed right by that. Okay, they're (laughs) sitting They're sitting on the train. These are the notes I took people. And Senator Payne is like looking at him. Looking at Jefferson Smith, he's got, Jefferson Smith has his hat on, and he's like, man, you you wear your hat just like your father. And Smith says, well, 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 Payne? And he says how um, his father, he and, like, Jefferson Payne was a, a struggling lawyer who they always fought for the lost causes, and the father was a struggling editor who also stuck up for the little guy. And one of them was they... And then Payne was like, do you remember when your dad took down the mining syndicate? And I was like, damn, his father took down the mining syndicate? And then basically you find out that... His father, I don't know if his father took down the mining syndicate because his like they were like, yeah, first they tried to like intimidate him and they tried, well, first they tried to bribe him. Then they tried to intimidate him. And then when that didn't work, and then there's a a pause and Jimmy Stewart looks kind of sad and uncomfortable. And then somebody says they just shot him in the back. And then Payne's like, and I found him. I was like, damn, this just went dark real fast. Mm -hmm. So... Did his father take down the mining syndicate? Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. But his dad died. His dad was shot in the back. This is who was doing what was right. This is who Jefferson Smith, this is who he is from. That's right.
1: So they arrive in Washington, D.C.
0: And this is where we see our first three people of color. Because they are all the porters that are holding all the luggage. They they do
1: get their revenge at touch, though. Oh, they do. Because Jimmy brought with him um, carrier pigeons.
0: Yeah. I was like, who is he? He is Mike Tyson?
1: Carrier pigeons. Because in case, uh, you know, something happens with the phone lines, he can get messages back and forth.
0: Now, Ma, that was the joke that... All that all Senators Payne's guys said. But really, Jimmy explains it. I'm sorry, Jefferson Smith explains it. He says that he just likes flying them, and if he can find which one is the fastest, he's going to enter it into the race, the nationals. So, yeah, this dude's a nerd. Yeah, I kind of slipped through that part. Um,
1: And then uh, several girls come up, there were five, come up because they all want... A dollar for the milk fund. We've heard about the milk fund before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's still and weird. Wh- Go ahead. Well, it's just still weird. Like they give kisses, and then they give they give a dollar, and they get a kiss from a pretty girl, and then the milk goes to paying for milk for all the people who can't afford milk because of the Great Depression.
1: Right. And one of the girls is the daughter of Sen- uh, Senator Payne. Susan Senator Payne. Payne. Yeah, I just wrote daughter of and then I went on to seize the Capitol Dome because that's what happened. <laughs> boom, he saw boom, the boom. Capitol Dome and his eyes went boing Yeah,
0: he became he became a real little kid. He was like, Well, well that's the Capitol Oh look there it is. That's the Capitol Dome. Oh that's the dome. So they lose him. They lose him, but
1: but at this point, one of the porters is standing there holding the two crates of pigeons. <laughs> And he says to one of the men, I'm not
0: sure which one, hey, uh, hold this for me. For a minute. Yeah, goes, and then they all walk off. <laughs> he says, boss, would you hold this a minute, please? And then the, the guy's like, sure, because he's frantic looking for Smith. And as soon as he takes it, all the porters just drop the bags and leave. We're proud of our three pox right there. Yeah. I put my fist up. I was like, there you go. That's right.
1: So, uh Jefferson Smith gets on a sightseeing bus. Yeah. Of Washington, DC.
0: And then there's this montage of all of the sights of DC, which this was in my backyard, so I saw I've seen them all, but it is truly beautiful and awe inspiring. And it's this montage done with again the Yankee Doodle Dandy and all the American stuff. And I had to say it made me wonder, because this is 1939. So maybe not because I did not do all the research I should have done. But I had wondered if Lenny Riefenstahl had seen this montage and was influenced for her films, her propaganda films like Triumph of the Will. I was like, hmm, because that's what it reminded me of, except it was like, go America instead of go Nazis.
1: Crickets over here. I don't know who
0: that is. Well, Lenny Riefenstahl was the filmmaker who, um, it's very problematic because from a technical filmmaking standpoint and the imagery, um, they're very like, wow, those, I don't want to say look cool, but they, they like... She made these Nazi propaganda films and you've seen all the footage. It's all the ones that are like shot really well and very well framed and very well lit with stark black and white lines and stuff. But then you're like, this is all propaganda showing how great the Nazis are. So you're like, this is amazing filmmaking. But then you're like, this is horrible.
1: Oh, my tummy hurts.
0: Yeah. Now, <clears throat> trivia wise,
1: they weren't allowed to actually go and film in D.C. at that time. So
0: they said, "Oh, we're just going to steal these images." I don't know how they got them. Well, they just took a camera and they just shot. They
1: just did stills.
0: Yeah, no, they didn't do stills. They took they were like, "Okay, Bob, you take the camera." And then they they, they had two guys. They sent two guys with a camera and they just filmed. They didn't send like they didn't have lights. They didn't have any of that. they were like, "Just go and film." Oh, and they probably okay. used they they probably didn't use like the big camera. They probably used like just um like a 16 millimeter camera. I did or, feel like,
1: like it it, uh, it had a different look.
0: Yeah. So they probably used crisp. the same kind of like home video, like the equivalent of what would be a home video camera now. OK, like if this movie, if it the same thing, it happened in today's world. You would just go shoot the exact same thing with your iPhone. Right,
1: right. OK, uh, next scene, we are introduced to Jean Arthur because she was Senator Foley's secretary and they asked her to stay on and she didn't want to, but she said she would. So she is now the secretary for Jefferson Smith. Yeah. And she's a, a quite lovely looking woman, very sure of herself and well-spoken for a female.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's she's kind of got brains. They're like, oh, because she even says the the whole reason that she didn't like she wants to quit. But she's like, I need a job. That's just the plain facts of it. Yeah.
1: And um, at this point in the Senate, we see another person of color who is definitely not a senator. Yeah. Okay. there's a knock at the door. She uh, answers the door and somebody says, is this the office of Jefferson Smith? And she goes, no. And um, then she goes, wait a minute. And she goes out in the hall and it was Jefferson Smith himself. So she brings him in and and she said, I'm so happy to see you. You were lost and we were going crazy. Where were you? And he said, well, I saw the dome and I started toward it and I got on the sightseeing bus. So she says, "Okay, we got to take you over to the hotel.
0: Now, this woman, Saunders. Saunders is a secretary and she's been in D.C. a very long time. So she is what you would say jaded.
1: Her rose colored glasses have been cracked, broken to smithereens and thrown away. Mm -hmm. So in the car, he's quite excited about the Capitol Dome still. He's like a little boy. And she tells him, you'll get yourself all wore out. you got to settle down. Yeah, settle down. And I have written here, phony, patriotic chatter. Hmm. So he says he's going to Mount Vernon. Tomorrow he's got to go to see Mount Vernon. And the press overhears her talking to somebody. And she says, see, that's why I'm going to quit. So there are photographers.
0: Oh, see, so he's in the cab. And when they're in the cab, he asked when he has to be for the Senate to convene. And she says it doesn't convene until noon. So he's like, perfect. I'm going to go to Mount Vernon and kind of get the feel because he's going to get sworn in the next day at noon. And he wants to go to Mount Vernon and see where George Washington lived so he can get in the, in the mood to serve the country. I think that was your patriotic pander only patriotic chatter <laughs> yeah okay. chatter so then um i forget where he goes but she ends up going to the bar or either the yeah i think she's like at the bar yeah so she went to the bar but some craziness just happened people
1: my apartment to address a real life incident that just happened in in north hollywood
0: like the yeah my apartment was on fire not your apartment no, but your building. No, my apartment building was on fire and it was a, yes. it was a everyone has to go type situation.
1: <laughs> I heard a noise that sounded like uh, some buzzing and <laughs> she goes, "No, that that's the fire alarm." <laughs> yeah. So she comes back and goes, "I got to go." <laughs> <laughs> so we've been uh we've been texting and calling, but uh Aaron is fine? I'm fine. She, she loaded her car with a few valuables.
0: I came back in and I saved my laptop because I had to save this
1: for the people. First she saved the podcast, people.
0: First I saved the podcast. I was like, I got to go back in. I need to get my laptop. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 So. Whew. Back
1: to Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yeah. I feel like I was out there with I
0: know them. you're more out of breath and like oh. than I was
1: well I will tell you we had a phone call and and I said yeah yeah and and some it was somebody from the fraternal order of police I said my daughter's apartment's on fire I can't tie up this line and I hung up on it
0: okay yeah I thought. I just imagined just you just hearing like the alarm. Then I think that's a fire alarm. Then I just go, I gotta go. And then I was like, I'm sure she's just panicked right now. Because what parent would it be? If the parent- I was fine. I was absolutely
1: fine. Poppy, Aaron's on the fire. Okay. Okay. She did mention though that no fire department has ugly firefighters. I'm
0: telling you, I think I think there's a sign that it says, If you're a firefighter, like, the ugly need not apply. (laughs) I was just like, oh, my God. Just one right after the other after the other.
1: (sighs) Okay. So we had Jean. Arthur. Arthur going into a bar.
0: Yes. So she went to a bar and she's talking to this guy, Ditz who's an alcoholic, and is also, I think, the press secretary for the office.
1: I never knew who he was, Yeah, so thank you.
0: And they're really good friends, and Ditz is always offered... Ditz is always dr- either drunk or hungover, and he, the first time that we met them, when we met Saunders, he had mentioned that he would marry her. And so... But he, she can do better than Ditz and Ditz knows it. And she
1: it. pretty much said she, she hasn't followed that far.
0: Yeah, like Ditz is her, it's her last, res- like she's given up at that point.
1: But he's a really good friend.
0: He's a really good friend. He's also an alcoholic.
1: <laughs> Did we mention yeah. an alcoholic?
0: So she's there and Saunders is saying how she can't stand the patriotism and this other reporter, this, like, weaselly-nosed reporter, he happens to overhear them, and he wants the story. And of because he's like, oh, that's, that's the Mr. Smith guy. That's, like, the guy who is the new senator. So he wants the story, and he offers Saunders World Series tickets. And Saunders is like, um, well, how about, you know... I like, I'll, like basically Saunders is, is she sells off the access to um, Mr. Smith for the reporters because she's like, hey, I might as well get my new fall wardrobe out of this, get some nice World Series tickets. And then at some point she says how Susan Payne is the prettiest girl. And in, in a touch of a jealous way. Yeah. Because, yeah, because he because Jefferson Smith, I think, had commented how Susan Payne was the most beautiful woman he'd ever seen.
1: He was a touch smitten.
0: Yeah. Oh, he was big time smitten. Mm-hmm. So then the next scene is they're in the office of Smith and there's all these reporters and they're all doing the flash bulbs and they're all like yelling questions at at Mr. Smith and they get him they ask him like oh can you do hand signals and so they get him to do hand signals and the flash bulbs go off and they're like oh can you do bird calls and so he's like well there's this one bird call that I'm the only one in North America that can do and so he like holds his nose closed and and does this bird call and they're snapping pictures away and and he, by his accounts, by Jefferson Smith's accounts, he, he was honest in all the questions that they asked. He did everything that they wanted from him. And so he thinks that it was it was fine and stuff.
1: It went great. It went
0: great. And then you see the next the evening's papers, the next day papers, and it has him in the most ridiculous um, poses. He looks absolutely foolish. He looks foolish he's painted out to be this hick. They take every, like every weird quote that he says is completely out of context.
1: Not the first time I thought of fake news in a real way.
0: Yeah. So
1: so she decides she will not quit because I think she's she's developed a fondness for him and she she wants to keep him um She wants to try to insulate him a little bit.
0: Well, also, she knows about the whole damn conspiracy, the whole damn, damn conspiracy she knows about. Because she makes a comment about how when she first got to D.C., her eyes were big blue question marks, and now her eyes are big green dollar signs.
1: And somebody tells her to keep Smith away from politics and there will be a big bonus in it for her. Yeah. Who did that?
0: I don't know. I don't remember.
1: And she says, including the dam. So that's when we know she knows about mm-hmm. the dam.
0: Exactly. Oh, I think it, it was um, the other senator. She goes to Senator Payne. I think I could be uh, wrong. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because he he wants to keep uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart away from the whole damn issue.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> the damn, damn issue. Right. <laughs> okay, so the next day he goes in the Senate. Saunders is in the gallery. And the, there were pages that were um, like young boys.
0: Yeah, why weren't they in school?
1: That's what I want to know. And is it sort of like the whole, you know, priest thing?
0: It, I got a very priesty kind of vibe from them.
1: I think like- too, because they were young, like eight, ten years old. Mm hmm. Uh, why, yeah, why weren't they in school? But a young boy, Page, tells Mr. Jefferson Smith that his desk is the one where Daniel Webster used to sit.
0: Oh, and just to see Jimmy Stewart's face as he holds the desk in awe, he's just like,
1: the real Daniel Webster? I know. Here? I just got goosebumps even thinking about it just now.
0: Oh, he did yeah. me. <laughs> Um, Speaking of emotional responses, I will say that my eyes got a little sweaty earlier in the United States montage. I was like, damn, this movie? I know.
1: Damn Damn you. Damn you, USA. No one look at me. Don't look at me right now. I'm hideous. So he takes the oath of office.
0: Okay. Also, so this is the Senate. Let me just say, so many white men yeah. I mean, there is there's no women. And there's no one No people one, of any color. No people any of color. any color. This, no. this is it is just so many white men. I it's almost like that picture on Capitol Hill. Wait, it was exactly like that picture on <laughs> Capitol Hill. What am I talking about? But this is but that's, this movie is 1939. What are you saying?
1: Uh okay so um uh, uh, somebody brought up the pictures and it's oh he, well he it, so
0: the first order of business is that they have his credentials and he needs to get sworn in and he goes to try to say something and the president of the Senate which do you know who the president of the Senate is ma it's the vice president it is but if the vice president is not presiding over it then it's the what is it the president tempore
1: isn't that the house ma- no not the house majority leader no, but
0: it's the it's the president tempore okay. so it they just decide that um oh so and so is going to re- preside if right. uh,
1: if the vice president isn't here okay right.
0: so he so so he's the one he presides and smith goes to say something he's like um i'm sorry but the rules is the rules And since you haven't been sworn in, you do not have the right to say anything. And then somebody else stands up and they ask for the floor and they say that Senator Smith, they bring up the papers and they like, I don't think that he's fit for office. And then Senator Payne stands up and it's here's a bit of a factual error in this movie. Because when the men stand up, they're referred to as Mr. Smith, Mr. Payne. And in The Real's life, the, you are referred to as either the junior or senior senator from your state. So Kamala Harris is the junior senator from California.
1: And your senior senator
0: is? It would be senior senator is Dianne Feinstein. So it would be... <gasps> oh.
1: Yeah, you're 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 as lucky as we are, I believe.
0: The senior senator from California has has the the floor. Okay, okay. So Payne Uh, gets up and he vouches for him. He's like, I give my word that this man is a good man, and that was good enough for everyone. And so then he goes up and, and he swears the oath.
1: He picks up a newspaper on his way back to his seat, at which point I saw a person of color.
0: Hmm. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. wait. Oh, yeah. He sees the newspaper because because so he picks up the newspaper. He sits down and he's like mad. So then it cuts to the <laughs> it cuts to him. So then now Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart, Jefferson Smith is on a rampage and it's a montage of him going out and finding every reporter and punching him in the face. And I kept
1: thinking it was a dream sequence. I
0: did, too.
1: <coughs> because if it weren't a dream sequence, he was going to get kicked out of the Senate. Yeah, He's
0: punching everybody in the face. So then he goes, he ends up at the press club. And that's when you see a person of color because he was like the the waiter guy at the press club. And so he's in the press club and he's like, oh, my God. It's like shooting fish in a barrel here at the press club. So he just comes in fist-a-wailing. And, every, and then the press club's all like, oh, snap, look, it's Tarzan. So they aren't they aren't even mad at him for going around punching him in the face. They think it's funny because they're like, well, you're just – because they, the press knows what's up. And they're like, we know that you're just a stoolie for right. pain. And we know that, that James Taylor is basically – like you just do whatever James Taylor tells you to do. And so then, like, Jefferson Smith says, what are you talking about? I'm my own man, damn it. And because they, they, they had wrestled him to the floor and his famous, like, Jimmy Stewart hair is all tasseled in his face. It certainly is. And he says, why don't you print the truth?
1: And I wrote fake news. And the, and the reporters say to him, we're the only ones who can be honest. Yeah. You just decorate a chair.
0: Oh, so you
1: vote what others tell you to vote for.
0: Here here's something that you probably want to to really really stop and think about. Just in your life in general, as a general rule wherever your life may take you. Do you really want to pick a fight with anyone in the press? Especially people yeah. who do writing for a living. They tend to be very quick-witted and sharp. Like they, they will cut they can cut you down to size in nothing. In three words. Three words.
1: Yeah. Uh, Just, just so you know, so can Erin. So stay on her good side. (laughs) Thanks,
0: Ma. I don't don't really know. I just, I just uh, tell the truth.
1: Yeah, you do, and you could do it in three
0: harsh words, just very concisely. I like to get to the point. (laughs) So
1: he goes to Senator Payne because he's like, "What? Uh, I I thought I thought I was my own man." And. They're saying that they can tell me the truth, and I'm just a stoolie. So he says, I want to study some of the bills. And Payne is like, no need. I'm going to advise you how you're supposed to vote. And he goes, oh. And so then Senator Payne is like, okay, we got a little bit of a problem here. Uh, Tell me one thing that you want to get done. And he goes, I want this boys camp.
0: And I'm like, (laughs) man, I mean, (sighs) In 1939, yeah, out of all the everyone was stuff we was,
1: need done. Yeah,
0: that's just well, but it's just really interesting to consider in 1939, like the Boy Rangers and building a camp for boys and him being surrounded by boys and him publishing a, uh, his own magazine that says boy stuff. That was like that was the most virtuous thing that a human could do. But in in the 2018 lenses, I'm like. Yeah. Man, there's a, you're doing a lot with boys.
1: <laughs> but I did, I just read a really good book. It was a, a novel, but <clears throat> it was about, it was in the time frame of 1939 to 1950, where um, there would be people who just went and took kids away from indigent families, and they put them in a, um, orphanage type place. And it was, it sounded great because they were going to get these kids that couldn't be taken care of and they were going to give them a better life. But in reality, of course, it was stealing kids from people and then selling them to the highest bidder. And, um, so at that point, thinking about kids who didn't have enough food and, um, didn't get to go to school, that was a, that was a noble cause
0: yeah but didn't they do that with like first american <coughs> families they oh, would yeah. come in and they would just take their kids
1: yeah but and they're to, like to make them white yeah as white as possible. and like oh yeah. we're
0: gonna educate them and stuff and they're they're basically we're we're saying that they were gonna take the savagery out of them and what it like civilize them and stuff and they just right. took them away from their family because they're like always better and you're savage
1: there's a really good children's book I read to my kids every year uh, about that uh, a little boy who was taken away and
0: uh, I want Jimmy Fallon on this. D- children's books are way too sad. I don't understand why there's why children's books are so damn sad. Kids are going to grow up anyways and see that the world's sad. Why why do they start it so young?
1: Well, I, I I thought it was important for them to know. <laughs>
0: Guess so, but they're always so sad. He Not a,
1: all of them. We, oh, we have we read lots of funny books too.
0: I'm just like, where's the funniness? It's just like, yeah, I was a boy and they took me from my family. I'm like, are you just trying to see how many times little Aaron cries at school? My <laughs> God, I'm looking at you, Disney too. Little well, Aaron would have been crying with this one. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I'm, I'm I'm welling up now. I didn't even read the damn book.
1: <laughs> So good. Oh, and then there's another one about a boy and his father who live in the airport because they're homeless. Called Fly Away Home. So good. Okay, so at this point, the daughter comes in. The daughter of Payne, who uh, Jimmy Stewart thought was the prettiest thing that ever lived. And he is so nervous. He keeps dropping his fedora.
0: Well, Capra makes the decision to only focus on the hat. So he only focuses on Jimmy Stewart's hands and hat. And Jimmy Stewart keeps um, fidgeting with the hat and he keeps dropping it and picking it up as he's like stuttering, trying to have a conversation with Susan Payne. Just imagine yourself if you were ever speaking to Oprah. That's what I imagine.
1: (laughs) I'll imagine myself talking to George Clooney. Yeah.
0: I mean, just somebody that you're just, complete. Or actually it would be more me talking to Chris Helmsworth. It would just be drooling. I would yeah, try to say something true. funny. It, would, it wouldn't be funny.
1: Yeah, you'd want to say something something, you know, uh, funny and wise and where he would go, whoa, I didn't see that coming. And you'd say something really stupid. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> or you so, just vomit uh, on him. Yeah, or <laughs> poop yourself
1: (laughs) wouldn't that be worse really
0: i put my pants in front of chris helmsworth
1: (laughs) and there would be a lot of people i totally understand i did too i did too Uh, (laughs) but i was smart enough to wear an adult diaper so he didn't know until the whiff hit him on my way out at which point at one point that the daughter goes would you like me to hold your hat
0: for you yeah, because you keep dropping it,
1: and so he he uh, goes no nope, no nope, no nope, no, nope, and he turns around and knocks over a table on his way out
0: the door. Oh yeah,
1: and she says something about him, and and the dad goes, well, he has honest Abe ideals.
0: Mm-hmm. But she's not his; she wasn't smitten with him,
1: not at all. No. She felt like he was country bumpkin came to town. Yeah. So he goes back to the office and he tells Saunders they're going to write a bill.
0: And, and Saunders is like, uh, OK. And I'm I'm with Saunders. I'm like, OK, because I've I know and have memorized a good portion of Schoolhouse Rock's I'm Just a Bill. And, and I know Schoolhouse
1: Rock needs to be in there right then because she's telling him all the all the steps to writing a bill. And yeah. I thought it would be so funny if they had just. Put Schoolhouse Rock in there. Except
0: it didn't exist. But it's a long, long journey to the capital city.
1: (laughs) So. And you're probably going to get shot down many times. Yeah. So she goes through all that. She's taking notes. And um, at one point, Jimmy Stewart goes, the Capitol Dome has to be in it. As in the ideals of
0: what the Capitol dome is supposed
1: to represent.
0: Yeah. Cause look, Jimmy Stewart wants to present, present this bill tomorrow and the bills take a long time to write, especially now because they're written by all the lobbyists. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble.
1: And it depends on how much money was paid for them to actually be able to bring them to the Senate. So, um, <clears throat> He goes, you know, something about Senator Payne, you know, Senator Payne was a great man, right? And there's a pregnant pause and she just moves on. So she knows the truth. Yeah. So he goes, there's 200 acres and he describes the wonders that surround him. She actually gets tears in her eyes.
0: Oh, he, in this, Senator Saunders was, she was protecting her heart. This guy, he is this bumpkin full of patriotism. And in this one speech, she melts, or Jimmy Stewart melts all of her trepidations away. He paints yeah. this portrait of a, it's some Midwest state. I mean, it, they said that there were snow drifts and babbling brooks. So I'm like, I don't think this is Kansas.
1: No, you were in Kansas. Yeah. The only good thing about Kansas was Daylight Donuts. <laughs> Uh so um, he says to her, for a woman, you've done awfully well. And then he says, what's your first name? Because it, that has never come up. Everybody calls her Sa- uh, Saunders. And so she goes, you're not going to get it out of me because it's a hideous first name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it was Clarissa.
0: Well, yeah. So he starts guessing. Also, Saunders reveals that she's from Baltimore and she worked ever since she was 16. Um, cause
1: that's what they do in
0: Baltimore (laughs) and yeah, her name is Clarissa and then Saunders brings up Susan Payne like, oh, that something about Susan Payne because Saunders, Saunders is falling for Smith, but she knows that he's smitten on another girl. So he brings her up. It's like, oh yeah. What about Susan, Susan Payne? And he's like, "Oh yeah, she is. She really is fantastic. She's fantastic. Oh, she's
1: beautiful. Oh, not that you're not. Yeah. <laughs> How many times I, have you heard
0: that one? I got. I got to keep my options open here, <coughs> Saunders.
1: So he starts talking about this camp that he wants to build and the location of it. Well, it's at Territ Canyon. Wait, Territ Canyon. Yeah. Have you, know you ta- have you talked to Payne about this? Uh, Willet Creek, Creek, not Creek. Crick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is how we're going to do it. We're going to be loaned the money by the, by the United States government, but the boys are going to send in nickels and, and pennies, nothing bigger than a dime. And they're going to pay that money back. And he jumps up. Oh, so uh, at the next, at the next Senate gathering Mm -hmm. he jumps up for new resolutions he says he has a bill to propose and everybody's laughing at him because he doesn't know what he's doing and wow are they a welcoming uh group or what
0: well they are all white men old white men i think when you look up the definition of unwelcoming I think I think it exclusively, it's like a number one with a bullet is old white men. Is it not?
1: Pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <clears throat> so he's actually shaking. You can see the, the papers shaking as he's talking. And there's a page next to him. And so a lot of people aren't even listening at this point. And he mentions Willet Creek, at which point Senator Payne jumps up. Huh? But there are a bunch of boy rangers up in the gallery, and they're all cheering for him.
0: hmm Loudly.
1: And so then they realize the dam is going to be where he wants his boys camp. So he's whistling in the hallway. He goes in his office. His office is full of people, everybody who wants stuff from him. So I guess, you know, if you have a grudge against your child's teacher, you can go to your senator and complain. You're not going to get anywhere, but you can do it. Contributions had already started coming in. You know, kids are sending four cents a nickel because that was that was uh, milk money at the time. Yeah. Um, so he had a whole bunch of letters that had come in. I just lost my place. Aaron. Well, I
0: was. Like uh, when I had to flee, my uh, notes got all okay. Up in I the found air. where I am, <clears throat> so I'm. I I think I know where I am too. I guess it's some yeah. So everyone claps. There's so many people. Um, he thanks Saunders. He takes her by the hand and looks yeah. into her eyes, and then the phone rings, and it's Susan Payne. Yeah, uh, she is a little pain. Yeah. Because um, I, I forget who, between the speech and everyone in his office, something happens with old Payne, and he's like, the boy's not stupid. Because I think the next day they're going to say their resolution about how they want the dam to go up in the same place at Willett Crick. Right. So he, he needs to not be there. And that's when they're like, well he's really smitten with your daughter. And the Senator's like, I'm not going to prostitute my daughter. And then, you know, he ends up prostituting his daughter. But he did. Yeah.
1: So, so they're going, he won't fall for certain things, but he'll do whatever Susan wants to do. So she says she's going to take him shopping so that he has a decent suit to wear on the floor of the Senate.
0: Yeah. So which
1: point Oh, Saunders puts on her hat to go. Yeah. So now we're at Saunders' apartment. She's playing the piano. And she talks of Jimmy Stewart Jefferson Smith as if he were Don Quixote. And she says she feels just like a mother sending a kid off to school. And she and Diz start drinking. Yep. They start drinking pretty much like my friends at Paradise Springs on inauguration day
0: day just <clears throat> like fish to water
1: fish to water I'm telling you they didn't corkscrews were involved and she says you know what I'm going to quit I'm just going to quit I can't stand to see him you know like losing his virginity in this in this den of iniquity
0: yeah, because he's this good guy, and he's, gonna, he's about to get rolled over under this machine, and he doesn't even know it.
1: He doesn't see it coming. And Diz says, let's get married. And she says, you're a good egg. But she keeps talking about Susan, because she's jealous of that Susan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> and she says, I'm not going to be around for his heartbreak. She, uh, so she said, yeah, Diz, let's get married. Doesn't actually come to fruition. Cause.
0: Because first she has to like oh, because she's gonna go clean out her office. So yeah. she and Diz are drunk. So she goes back to the office. She's all drunk. And who is there? Smith's there after his evening or his out on the bout on the town with Susan Payne. He his like you know, his fancy 1939 clothes or like he, you know, he's, he's comfortable. So he's like loosened them and stuff. And she walks in and she sees him and and he sees her and she's like, Oh, Saunders. And she's like, Oh, you had a wonderful time. Didn't you? I'm sure you did. (laughs) So she's just drunk. And she, I think, doesn't at that point, she just basically tells him everything. She's like, why don't you just go home? You're too decent. This is no place yeah, for you. Yeah, this is no place for you. And then she's like, meet the man I'm going to marry. And then she looks over at Ditz, and he's like leaning against the wall, like sliding on it because he's so drunk.
1: <laughs> and then she, so, so then that's when she decides to show him the bill about the dam.
0: Yeah, she's like, look, while you were out, she's like, don't you see what they did? They lured you out because this is what was read today in session. It's a bill. And look where, like, they're going to build a dam where your camp is supposed to be. And so then she's like, you know, you look, you've been played a fool. And so then she like walks out and she's in the hallway and she just she just cries. She's crying. And then Diz is like, well, I guess we're not getting married. Let me take you home.
1: Thank God, because if anybody had said to Wendy on Inauguration Day, let's get married. I'm afraid she'd be married today. OK, so Jimmy Stewart. Jefferson Smith, goes to Senator Payne.
0: Yeah, he's like, what is going on here, Senator? Or, I'm sorry, what? I lost it from the fire. Yeah, you lost it. You lost it in the fire. But you know
1: what? You have a good excuse, babe. (laughs) Who's Taylor? Um, His whole idea is accusing me and framing the bill for one person.
0: I wrote down. Wow, those are great notes. Those are great
1: notes. The governor is gonna use the office to get things done. And so then James Taylor is talking to Senator Payne. Count me out.
0: <laughs> oh so this so oh let me fill in. I like how you I like how you're just reading your note your notes verbatim. <laughs> So you don't make any freaking sense. You're supposed to jog your memory. And you're like, oh, that's what that happened. I'm still at the fire. So and you weren't even there. You're 3,000 miles away. I was. You were there, so I was there, baby. (sighs) Smith says that there's something wrong. And he asks who Taylor is. And he's like, "Uh, well, Taylor is like kind of the guy that runs everything. And then... Um, he's like, well, you can't do this. And I'm not, I'm not going along with it. And then Taylor goes to the governor. Like then Taylor's like mad at the governor. Like what the hell? This guy is like, I thought you had, I thought this guy was going to do what he was supposed to do. And he's like, now I got to go to Washington. So now James Taylor's on his way to Washington. And then Smith goes in and, um, oh, and so then it's, then Taylor's in Washington and Payne has gone to meet Taylor, and Payne's like, hey, um, you can count me out on this. Like, I'm not going right. to be here for you to try to uh, bribe Smith or whatever it is that you think that you're going to do to him. Like, count me out. Like, this boy's different. I'm not going to stand for it. And so then Taylor's and like... Conscience who do- for a moment. Yeah, he's like, who do you think you are? Like, I, I put you in this position. You this is the first time you're complaining about my methods, but my methods got you to where you are right now. And my methods are what's going to get you that nomination so that you can run for president. So Taylor says to Payne, I can send you home too. I'm King Kong! Right. And then Payne says, I think Payne says, fine, you explain it to him, but don't be too rough on him so Smith shows up to have a meeting with Taylor and Taylor so this now this is Taylor versus Smith so Smith is standing or no Smith is sitting and Taylor is standing above him and he's um he's you know basically tells him like you know he la- lays out what the situation is and as he's talking Smith starts to stand and when Smith stands it, the tables are turned and now Smith is taller and is looking down on Taylor and he says you tell all these people what to do and Smith calls him a liar so that was the first time where um Smith learns that Payne is not the man that his father or he thought he was. Right. So he goes to Payne's office and the secretary says, Oh, Payne's out of town. And Smith just keeps on walking, goes in the office. And sure enough, there's Payne sitting in his office. And he goes, He's like, Taylor told me that you've been in his pocket for 20 years. 20 years. And yep. then Payne's like, look, Smith, you've been living in a boy's world. And I was like, how it's much? It's a boy- man's
1: world out there, and you've been living in it like a boy. Yep. He says, 30 years ago, I compromised. That's how things are.
0: Mm-hmm. He's like, "If you know, if you want to <laughs> get things done for the people, sometimes you have to make these compromises, which, I mean, that is true.
1: Yeah, compromise can happen. You just don't sell your soul to the devil.
0: But it's a slippery slope.
1: It is. So he goes, okay, tomorrow when this bill comes up about the dam, you don't say a word. Smith, don't
0: say a word. Right. So then they're in the Senate and they have the, what was it called? The defiancy bill? Yeah, I I don't think
1: I ever got that written down. But but the bill for the dam was the defiance bill. But the president of the Senate is telling him, okay, uh, senators, you have no more than five minutes per senator to speak
0: on the issue. Mm-hmm. So Smith stands. And when Smith stands, Payne's like, oh, I told you, I told you not to stand up. So Smith stands and he he, I think he maybe gets three words in. When Payne's asked if he um would yield to him. So only one person can speak is supposed to be able to speak on the floor. And then if somebody has something to say, then the vice president is like, Do you yield to Mr. Payne, Mr. Smith? And so And stupidly he did. Yeah, so then he Smith yields the floor to Payne, at which point Payne just basically gets out with his figurative guns blazing and is like, Smith is unworthy. He's been he's been like he bought the land that the dam's going to be on that he wants his boys camp to be on so that he can lease it back to the government so that he can just line his pockets. He is unfit to be a senator. And everybody's like,
1: what? And the boys start throwing their boy ranger buttons in the trash and everyone starts booing. And because there is conclusive evidence that he did that, yeah. And he, because
0: Payne's like, I got evidence too.
1: There's a man named Kenneth Allen who deeded the land to Jefferson Smith,
0: and, like, and he has
1: the deed and everything with Jefferson Smith's signature on it. Well, I was a forgery, I never signed that. So we have several different handwriting analysts analyzing the signature and some say it's definitely his some say it's definitely not his um so they then senator Payne tries to expel jefferson smith from the senate
0: well because so all of this investigation is happening in the committee i'm guessing that now that it's the ways and means committee but it had a different name then And so it's not Ah. the full Senate and they're having like all this stuff. And so then he says, does Senator Smith want to take the chair? And Smith like stands up and he just walks out because he can't, he doesn't have anything. All he, all the proof that he has is that he just didn't do it. They're, They're completely railroading him.
1: They have falsified documents and everything. Yeah. So, so then there is a celebration for the demise of Jefferson Smith with champagne and everything. Mm-hmm. That's- Jefferson Smith is at the Lincoln Memorial with his suitcases. And he's very sad. He's a sad man. And in walks Sanders. She said, I had a hunch I'd find you here. And he goes, well, you told me to go back home. A lot of junk about ideals. Senator Payne swears I've been robbing kids of nickels and pennies.
0: Yeah, man. Robbing kids of nickels and pennies.
1: In a time when that could buy you some milk.
0: Yeah, so Saunders is like, well, if you go home, what are you going to tell those quit those kids? Are you going to tell them about how you quit? About how you didn't do anything? And Saunders is, I mean, Smith is kind of like, well, I, I don't know. And Saunders is like, "Look, I've been thinking, and I think I've got a plan." And I'm like, "Oh, damn! Saunders has a plan." Yeah. He was. She goes, "Just don't quit." So then they go off to hatch their plan. But he called her
1: Clarissa. Right. So now they're on the Senate floor, and there's a roll call, and Saunders goes up into the gallery. And today on the Senate floor, the, uh, the, what they're going to do is the expulsion of Jefferson Smith, move for immediate removal of him, and Senator Smith wants to speak.
0: And that's like, whoa, whoa. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he had his chance to speak in committee, and he didn't. And then from, the, from up in the gallery, you hear, let him speak. <laughs> and it was Saunders. And the president's like, hey, you guys are here as guests. Don't be shouting down here. You don't have any effect on what's going on here. Mr. Smith, you may speak.
1: Uh, Because the president kind of was in favor of Jefferson Smith.
0: I I feel like he recognized the breath of fresh air.
1: And so Jefferson Smith says, before you vote, and of course, uh, Payne wants, to, wants him to yield the floor to him. And he goes, no. Well,
0: he, yeah, he was like, I am only going to yield the floor. He was like, yeah, I'm no, I'm not going to. And I'm only going to yield the floor for questions. So he said,
1: I have no defense against forged papers. I stand guilty of the forged
0: papers. Uh, guilty as framed.
1: and so he starts to talk about uh james taylor and that he was gonna break him in two or 20 years of the senate sorry about that
0: well he says that he wants one week to prove it he's like just give me one week to go back home talk to the people and prove that i didn't do what they're framing me i that i did right and so then the senators they just they walk out on him Yeah.
1: So because Senator Payne goes, he's trying to blackmail me. And so they're going, oh, my God, you know, he's he's Mr. Senate. So we're walking out. We're not going to listen to this little jerk anymore.
0: So then (laughs) Smith busts out a canteen on the desk and starts unlining his 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 his, uh, pockets. He's got apples. He's got bags of food. And he puts them out. And I'm like oh shit and the press here comes the filibuster Filibuster! the press is like it's a filibuster and they're like all running out telling them like we got a filibuster and so saunders she she lifts up the manual the because every desk has a senate manual so she's up in the galley she has the manual and she puts five and then three and, she, and so Smith goes to the, gets the manual, and he goes to Rule 5, Section 3, and he's like, in the absence of a quorum, they can um, compel the senators to call one. So since all the senators had left, there wasn't a quorum, and he was the majority then at that point. It was just him and the president of the Senate. And so he was like, call him back in right. And then all the pages had to go out to the senators and were like, it's a quorum! It's a quorum! And so then all the senators were like, oh man! And so then they had to go back in.
1: So then James Taylor starts getting involved, and he owns most of the newspapers in the United States. And he calls all his newspapers and says, don't print anything pro-Smith. In the newspapers.
0: Right. He, he doesn't want. He doesn't want anybody in Smith's home state to get one iota. Doesn't want one word of what Smith is saying on the floor to get out.
1: Now, for a filibuster, Smith can't sit. He can't leave the chamber and he can't stop talking. Right. So uh, James Taylor's working the phones. Uh, Jefferson Smith gets the boys from all over the country and get them together and see what, see what makes them tick. I don't know what that means.
0: Well, that's what Smith is is talking. He's, he's giving his, about why he wants it to be like a boys camp and stuff. And he just, he wants it so that they can have boys from all different walks of life, all different colors and creeds, and to get them together and to experience the joy in nature and to see how, like, the, he doesn't want them to forget that. So that then when they grow up, they always have that sense of wonder and camaraderie with each other. And they don't end up making the, the greatest generation, <laughs> oddly enough. Right.
1: right. Exactly. And then everybody in the gallery, even though the senators walked out, the gallery's full. And everybody in the gallery is behind Jefferson Smith. Right. Then uh, the page brings in a note from Saunders.
0: Well, yeah, because, I mean, you said that the everybody at the Senate was gone, but the senators are, are in. and They, you know, they had they can to come go, back
1: because of the quorum. Yeah, right. so they
0: can go in and out at at this point and stuff. They can
1: go pee when they need yeah,
0: to. Yeah, they realize that, that it's a filibuster going on. So most of the senators, as they're talking, as he's talking, they are they're in the Senate, but they just turn their backs to him, and they're reading the paper and stuff.
1: That has been prejudiced by... That is fake news mm-hmm. by James Taylor. So the note from Saunders said, you're amazing. The press is with you. Diz says, I love you. And he's right. Oh, well, that fired up Jimmy Stewart. Oh,
0: he got a second wind.
1: Saunders loves him. So Diz tells tell Saunders what Jefferson is saying is not in the papers. So she says, well, we got to use the boy stuff paper. We got to have the kids print what's really being said here. So all the boy rangers get to work on printing their own and distributing their own newspaper.
0: Let me just say, so Saunders calls Smith's mom at the house with all the boys. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And she basically tells the boys, fire up the printer. So these boys, it's like the post. All of a sudden, it becomes the post up in that house. The the little boys are all setting up the, the How did? What was that? Like the telt type or whatever. That old timey machine. They get the all the words together and stuff.
1: Yeah, and they, they have to use the little. Um little stamps of the letters to put them all in order to be able to print them and stuff. And they have
0: like the whole rolling machine and it's like coming off the presses and stuff and they're all bundling it. And we have one black boy, a person of color. He's even in on the group and all the boys life. They they, like put them all up. So it is, it's like a little kid, the post and they go out all over the state and they're, they're putting them everywhere. Boy stuff is getting stuffed everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> and so,
1: <laughs> um, well, we have uh, Jimmy Stewart is on the floor. He's reading the Constitution,
0: right? And then we have so then once the boy stuff has has been out there, then the people because there were a whole bunch of anti-Smith like protests and rallies and stuff, and now the pro-Smith protests are going up, and then. They're like, they throw hoses on the, on the white, like white, why don't white crime is going down in this movie? They're
1: using the fire Fire hoses hoses on white people people before the sixties. I was like, damn,
0: that was in their arsenal all that time. And And so
1: they're, they're, they're collecting the, uh, the boy stuff papers and throwing them away and yeah, there's a taylor
0: calls the goons in on the boy stuff papers goons on the little boys the there's goons. a truck full of little boys
1: and one of the taylor's cars runs into him runs him off, runs the, road. Him off the
0: road like beats up a kid they yeah. run over wagons they're like they're just gooning out on these little boys i was like damn have you no conscience, sir
1: and so, and anybody who watches Scandal, think of Millie doing her filibuster.
0: That's, I did think of Millie doing oh. her filibuster.
1: So, it's been 23 hours and 16 minutes of the filibuster. And uh, Jimmy Stewart's starting to lose his voice, at which point my computer froze. <gasps> oh, no. It completely froze. And I'm going, is this part of the movie? Because, you know, everything freezes, but I was able to get it to go again. Mm-hmm. It was very weird.
0: So then Payne comes up and says, look, we've gotten like he has the pages. He's like, I want the pages to bring in all the telegrams because Taylor has also stuffed all the telegrams saying that the people are against him. So the boys bring in all these telegrams and they're like, and Payne's like, look, this is what your people, even though it's lies, he's like this is what your people are saying. They want you to resign. They don't like you. They want you out they don't believe you
1: so he goes over and he he, he pulls out telegrams from these huge baskets and stuff cuz he can't believe it and because you know it's fake news they're all saying you know quit you're you're rotten and so he's just like oh, he's deflated defeated
0: he's crushed he's crushed and the and the, there's tears in the page boy's eyes as he looks at him. And it Jimmy is. Stewart has stubble and tears and just fatigue.
1: His hair is disheveled. And he
0: can't talk because he's been talking.
1: And Clarissa shouts out, no, Jeff, stop.
0: And, and he looks at Payne and he's like, it's, it's just another lost
1: cause, Mr. Payne.
0: Only because worth fighting for.
1: And the president of the Senate
0: smiles at him. Mm-hmm. He's like, indeed.
1: So, Jefferson Smith says, Mr. Payne, you fought for us once. You know, you said love thy neighbor. You know that rule. You fought for lost causes more than others. I'm not
0: licked. I'm going to stay and I'm going
1: to fight and
0: he collapses yeah so that's the end of the filibuster but
1: not the end of the film
0: because Payne is in the hallway well well you hear a gunshot and then it cuts to Payne in the hallway and he's they're wrestling the like the lamp was shot out and they're wrestling the gun out of his hand and pain saying like i don't deserve to live i'm like what the hell and he yeah. runs into the, he runs into the Senate and he's like, everything this man said is true. It's all true. Expel me. And they and carry.
1: ammonium
0: and ensues. And they, did you notice that they carry Smith out? And I was like, I was like, oh, they carried him out like Lincoln, except he doesn't have a bullet in his head. Wow. No, I didn't go there. That's where I went. But he's okay. He just
1: collapsed from dehydration and, um exhaustion and the president is smiling because he did it yeah
0: and the movie ends the movie ends abruptly Mm -hmm. well interesting tidbit was that actually they did shoot that's not the original ending of the movie let me go to my notes and the original ending of the movie was a parade smith visits Payne to forgive him Mm -hmm. And then uh, Smith and Saunders visit his mother to get his blessing to marry Saunders. Um, But audiences didn't love it. So they cut it where they did. But you can still see footage of the parade and stuff in the trailers.
1: Yeah, I think it was a good idea to cut it there. It it was long and you cut it on a high. Everything after that was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We could figure that out for ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's see. The other trivia that I have is it was denounced by Washington insiders because they were mad at the corruption that it depicted. And it was also banned by fascists because they were afraid it showed democracy works. Right. But here's my question. Well, Did it- I can answer it. I mean, but did it? Because I guess if I have a problem with the movie, it's that the ending of it, like, pain, it's all because pain all of a sudden develops a conscious. Right. Like, it's it doesn't have anything to do with actual democracy. The people actually didn't have a say because they were still under the thumb. Like, everything right. worked out fine. The only thing that didn't was that pain had pain felt really bad because you know his oldest friend was stewart's father and that dude ended up getting shot because he fought for what he believed in and then it was like how could i be doing this to his son you know and the
1: true bad guy james taylor sorry sweet baby um (laughs) nothing happened to it oh sweet baby james he's still he you know and and he's still alive today in the form of Okay, let's move
0: on. Well, but in the ending that they didn't that they cut out, it shows his political machine getting stomped out to be
1: replaced by another. Well, that's the nature. So what of it what it shows is it shows the truth. It shows that this is going to happen as long as there are humans running our government. This is going to happen because blackmail and and as long as money is. Uh, you know, it's always follow the money. As long as money is the incentive, people are going to do what they need to do to get the money.
0: Mm-hmm. And the and it basically boils down to Saunders saying, you know, what are you going to tell people? And are you going to quit? And you right. just have to just not quit. Like, right. It just sucks.
1: But, but, you but just if, can't if quit. you have any skeletons in your closet, they're going to come out. Yeah. So, um, you know, are you willing to face that? Yeah. So, yeah. It was the last movie in Europe before the ban on American films. And there was one um, movie theater in Paris that showed it nonstop for 30 days prior to the ban.
0: Yep. Just over and over again. It's just a middle finger to the Nazis.
1: And our US ambassador to Britain at the time, Joseph P. Kennedy, didn't want it shown in Europe because it would damage America's pres- prestige. His
0: prestige. prestige
1: Prestige. <laughs> but they uh, the studio sent him all the good reviews. so we went, okay, then go ahead see So that was still some of the corporation going, ah, we can get around eee. this."
0: And uh, Jimmy Stewart, in his, when his voice, I mean, he's a fantastic actor, fantastic performance by him, but his yes. voice, how he can't talk. Listen to what this dude did for his craft. Twice a day, he swabbed with a mercury solution to swell and irritate his vocal cords.
1: Now, mercury is what m- makes Mad Hatters mad.
0: Yeah, it's not good for you at all.
1: It's a poison. I wondered if that if that had any lasting effects on him. Well, he lived pre- to be pretty old. He did. So, I don't know. Maybe his goodness cut through the mercury.
0: This picture, it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor for Harry Carey, not the Harry Carey from the Cubs actor Harry Carey, he played the Senate president, and Claude Rains, who played Payne, they got nominated, nominated for Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Art Direction, Best Sound Recording, Best Film Editing, and Best Score. It only won one award, and that was for Best Writing for the original story, which was by Lewis R. Foster, He it was an unpublished story called The Gentleman from Montana, and so this movie was up against, listen to these, oh, like in this year. the night I believe it was 1940 Oscars. Okay. You had Dark Victory, Goodbye Mr. Chips, Love Affair, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Nino Cinca of Mice and Men, Stagecoach, Wizard of Oz, Withering Heights, and Holy crap. Gone with the Wind. Holy crap. Crap, that was a lot of movies. Yeah. Some of which we don't have on our list. Well, Gone with the Wind ended up being the best winner. I'm just saying. And we need to add Dark Victory. All right, you can add it. Um, he, Jimmy Stewart did not get the Academy Award. I believe the guy from Goodbye Mr. Chips won it. And he did get the award next year for supporting actor for his role in The Philadelphia Story. And many people say that that was less to do with Philadelphia story, more to do with his performance in this.
1: Again, politics.
0: That's what the Academy Awards does. Yeah. Hey, you think Denzel Washington won the Oscar for Training Day? Come on, people. Wake up. He won it for Malcolm X.
1: Well, they couldn't dare give him to him for Malcolm X. Um, OK, so I added goodbye, Mr.
0: Chips and Dark Victory. Is there anything else we needed to add? Oh, I think we have Nino Chinca. Probably Stagecoach. Probably Withering Heights.
1: We might have Withering Heights already.
0: Um, I have that
1: the Boy Scouts didn't want to be called the Boy Scouts in this film because it was controversial. So that's why they called them the Boy Rangers. Yeah,
0: they didn't want to be associated. They thought it might tarnish their image. Ha, Another if they interesting knew. fact.
1: Neither no Republican or Democrat has ever even mentioned this film when they're running for office. Really? hmm
0: I wonder why.
1: It is a hot button. Keep it on the back burner movie. Really? Yeah.
0: Like you can't mention this? Are, are there oh. people, are, is this like any of our most controversial episode because people have so many hot takes on Mr. Smith goes to Washington?
1: Could be. Wow. It's too true.
0: It's too true because <sighs> yeah.
1: anybody who's running for office has money behind them. The money behind them is coming from a James Taylor of some kind. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to acknowledge that. So why would you even bring this movie up?
0: Yeah, I, I guess that's what? true. I would think that I would think that Bernie would have brought it up, but there you Bernie go. Bernie could have withstood it, you know. But hey, yeah,
1: hey, he got his legs cut out from under him. Uh, the Washington press corps objected because it made all the press corps look like they drank too much.
0: <laughs> I'd drink too if I was in the press corps they was straight. Are you kidding me?
1: The premiere was held at Constitution Hall. I've been to Constitution Hall. Um, Is that where we was... saw
0: Motown the musical? Uh,
1: I don't know that. Oh. The uh, By the National Press Club. And um, a lot of people got up and walked out on it. Wow. Yeah. Well, and Capra said it was the worst shellacking of his life. He was sitting next to a senator from Montana, and it was rumored that maybe this was Montana the senators were from. Mm-hmm. And that guy walked out, and it was like,
0: whoa. <laughs> whoa. Well, I mean, it's well, not its not my favorite movie. I do feel as though it is a little long, and it is a little It pinchy, was long, but...
1: And it was preachy, but my God, in this time, well, in uh, any we time, we need a little bit of that preaching.
0: In any time, it really was in any time. Yeah, it's politics. It's like always been that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and truly, if you if you have the calling and you want to run for political office, who you have any skeletons in your closet? You're yeah. gonna come
0: out, but that's sort of also the the whole like double side of it is that why would anybody want to? So yeah. only, the only the people who want to, you automatically have to sort of be like, um, what's wrong with you? <laughs> there's, yeah. Th- there's First of all, you have to you. have a
1: really big ego. Yep. To be able to withstand it, and and be able to come out and go, okay before anybody else says anything, I did this and this and this.
0: And you have to like like, shake hands, press the flesh, ask for money.
1: Uh, press the flesh with
0: Donald
1: Trump.
0: I mean, that's yeah, that's what people have to do. You gotta, oh, you know, and then the people who give you money, they're like, well, I'm giving you this, but you know, I have this like thing. So can you look out for it? And you gotta do you something go. for
1: me. I'm not going to give you this for free.
0: Quid pro quo.
1: <sighs> oh, it's an ugly business, I says.
0: Yeah. I would just, I would just like it to just not be as ugly. Yeah.
1: I know. Okay. So, whoa, it was a heavy, it was a heavy week. And then Aaron's apartment building catches on fire in the middle of it. What? <laughs> and yet we persevered and we continued on to bring you this week's Gone with the Bushes.
0: Just like Mr. we Smith. are. Yep. We are the Mr. Smith Goes to Washington of podcasts.
1: Rose colored glasses all the way, baby. Erin needed her gas mask, too. So she didn't inhale
0: the flames. I did not get the gas mask. That was BTW, a gift to my brother. A stove
1: exploded. In her apartment building. Wait,
0: this is just what we what I heard outside, Ma. I don't I don't have any. There are no sources to back this up.
1: Okay, no sources. I'm running with it. I'm a on the first floor.
0: Exploded. It was on the third floor.
1: I'm Thinking a GoFundMe page
0: <laughs> is in order. <laughs> Unbelievable. Did you? I'm going to tell them. I did go back into the house to save my grandfather's purple heart. But <laughs> only I, to
1: find out it wasn't necessary yeah. <laughs> that the government would find you another one.
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not letting Pa's purple heart die before Be, I even unpack because it. Because I
0: ran out, I called home and I was like, I think I have to go back in to get the purple heart. <laughs> oh thank okay, you. Thanks for listening, folks. What are we doing next week, Aaron? Next week we are doing a I believe it is a screwball comedy. <gasps> and it is called My Man Godfrey from 1936. I know nothing. It's got, oh, who is it? Who, who is the actress? I think it's Claudette Colbert.
1: Oh, my God. This is totally new to me. Mm-hmm. Listeners. My Man Godfrey.
0: So we're doing My Man Godfrey.
1: All of our films, we rent them on iTunes. And we share them yeah Ooh,
0: i, am think, I allowed to say that I think we're allowed to d- d- don't, come on Ma. I think we're um I think this is on iTunes as well,
1: just so you know where you can find them uh we look on Amazon Prime and Netflix, but we are so far out of the box you you don't get this just anywhere people
0: yeah, that's true <laughs> okay. I'm I'm just gonna uh, go take a like just sit down.
1: I think you probably need to have some quiet time where you can just relax because she she came straight in from looking at the gorgeous fireman sitting down and finishing this podcast. People, this is dedication. So she needs some time to chill out.
0: I'm just gonna relax a little bit.
1: I need a little time to chill out and know she's okay. Not no wildfires nor mudslides have come near her, but yes, a fire in her apartment
0: building came pretty close. It didn't even come pretty close. <laughs> The last fire in the apartment building was closer than this fire. It was. It was
1: real it was right outside your door
0: when the that, Coke machine That was on the, when the Coke machine caught off. Huh, I'm kind of noticing a pattern here. I'm don't worry, people. I'm I'm buying two fire extinguishers tomorrow.
1: Yes, she is. I'm sending her money for them.
0: Oh nice.
1: Uh, okay. Well, next week, um, my man Godfrey and thank you for listening. We love our listeners. Love you guys.
0: It oh, says, and happy Martin Luther King Day. Happy yay, birthday to yeah. Happy
1: birthday to yeah. Yeah, I won't go into the fact that my friend Martin is now our friend Martin and Dr. King's speeches from his own voice are now muted out of it. Okay, happy Dr. King Day. See you next week. <laughs>